Okay. Welcome to the Crash and Church show this week. We wanted to talk this week about the upcoming election. Um, we're kind of considering backing away from political talk a little bit just because those videos don't seem to perform as well. That may be because of, you know, suppression, wink, wink, because uh, we're conservative in our views. We don't really know. It may just be that people aren't interested in our point of view on, on uh, um, politics, but... We uh, did want to talk about the election just because it's of interest to us, and we thought it would be of interest to uh, our listeners and maybe maybe even a few others. So we're going to do it, and we'll see how it performs. So I thought it was interesting the other day that you uh, had reached out to me and said something like uh, the polls were showing that the Democrats were going to take the, the Senate, and the likelihood that they would uh, take the Senate, that they would keep the Senate. Yeah, yeah. and I replied, by, and I was like, seats, no, yeah. no way. And then yeah. just, yeah. was it just today or was it yesterday? Then you said, oh, they've updated yesterday. that now. <laughs> yeah, it was so. yesterday, and it was it was totally flipped. So this website that I go to is called 538, and those are the, the numbers spelled out, 538.com. And they compile a list of a lot of different polls and they typically will show the polls that are closest to their average. But what I found was that even with the, and you can look at all the polls that they, that they use uh, for each race. So in a race, let's say that, that we are looking at the Senate race in Utah, which is Mike Lee against Evan McMuffin. I mean, sorry, Evan McMullen. And they will have about... 14 or 15 polls that they will determine the likelihood of whichever candidate. And they'll, they'll average out whatever yeah. the lead is that one candidate has over the other. But it was interesting because in their overall view, they put Evan McMullen up by one point, that he would win by one Which point. Which is no way. And I was, there was like, no way. There's no way that this could be happening. I know that in most of the polls, he's up between seven and 10 points. So I went into that part of the uh, of the site. I clicked on that that race, and I found that the 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 polls that they are specifically highlighting are left leaning polls. So the left leaning polls, there were only two polls out of like the fifteen polls that they had that showed Evan McMullen up, and they were both from the same research company. Yeah, yeah, and so, I think I said to you that in in that conversation we had i said i think you got to take any of the polls the, the average of the polls that is and you just kind of have to add a few points for the for the republicans because i think they Correct. just tend to skew um just just by the nature of what the polls are i don't know why i mean i think when it was um polling with with trump that what i heard is that people were didn't want to say that they liked Trump. They didn't want to say that they were going to vote for Trump. So that, they were more afraid. I think that if those yeah. polls were taken today, there would be a, a, a lot more maybe, people maybe. coming out and saying, well, I think so, because now social media, the the narrative from the left, the lashing out from the left is no longer being tolerated. People are really starting to stand up against that. Starting to, So I yeah. think that you would, yeah. yeah, I think that you would see a lot of people coming out and yeah, saying, and with no, some I of the big Trump. changes with, with Twitter um, being being bought by um, Elon Musk and and some of the strong candidates, Carrie Lake and those types that are standing up and speaking out, um, people are starting to 
talk a little bit more boldly about things. But there's still well, especially when you some have people like when you people have when you do have people like Carrie Lake and like Ron DeSantis because you know speaking yeah. out, uh, being very vocal, and of course there are the regular players in uh, in the Republican Party like Ted Cruz. He's always been very outspoken. You do have uh, Senator Ron Johnson and uh, and and others, and they are. Very uh, Tom Cotton comes to mind as well. They are quite spoken, out, outspoken. It's just that they're also very suppressed by the leftist news. Well, media. yeah. So I was going to say, so Carrie Lake. Um, so yeah, Elon Musk bought Twitter, bought Twitter, and we hope that that opens up some level of free speech. Um, but so like, Carrie Lake went on Stephen Crowder, and in it she expressed the idea that she thought that the that Joe Biden was not elected. Um, correctly yeah. or something along yeah. those lines yeah. um, and um questionable it was questionable well she she said i think the exact quote was she said that she thought that joe biden didn't win it was the way she put it so it's pretty you blunt. and i believe the same thing so <laughs> well now see you just you know you're gonna get us kicked off because what i was just gonna say <laughs> is that stephen crowder episode mm-hmm. yeah uh was taken got down him banned. got him banned well it got him banned for for two weeks or something like that. Was taken down and got, and he got a strike for it, and yep. for, from her saying that, on and so even with uh, the the bold voices that we have, the people that are talking out and stuff, there's still a level where you cannot express your opinion on certain things like that uh, without getting into trouble. And so, well, you know, it's interesting that, that, that you also bring that up because last night I was watching Tucker Carlson and Tucker Carlson was highlighting the election that just happened in Brazil, mm-hmm. where the current president yeah, of Brazil. That. Yeah. And and, and and so you do have the players of social media like YouTube uh, and he specifically named uh, YouTube as uh, as having something built into the algorithm so that anybody who questions in a YouTube video in Brazil uh, the the fairness or the legitimacy of that election, that video will be taken down immediately. It won't even I mean, people won't even know that it's that's that it was out there because it will be taken down. It won't even be allowed to be shown. Yeah. The 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 media, the 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 judges in uh, Brazil have also come out and said that you are not allowed to ask those questions. Uh, and so when you do have things like that, when you do question things, uh, and, and one side is saying, you know, you're not allowed to add, uh, to ask the question. You must accept the results, period. There is something wrong. That is wrong. not yeah. transparent. Yes, so, exactly. So even with the, the boldness that we're seeing and people being, to a certain extent, more willing to speak up on their views, we've got a ways to go. And the biggest problem is social media. You know, if you get into a room, people will say what they think. They, they, they'll, they'll say what they think about the vaccines. They'll say what they think about the elections. They'll say what they think about these things. Um, it's only on social media where it's being suppressed. And unfortunately, a lot of people get their information about elections and about the vaccine and about the different things through online sources, through, through Facebook. The, through- number, the number one source of information in the, in the world right now is social media, where, where people will go to get their news more than anything else is going to be social media. Yeah. And just the whole idea that saying that people expressing their opinion that is not in line with what's quote unquote accepted as, you know, the not misinformation or however they, they phrase it. What the oligarchs what say What the oligarchs is say acceptable. is true, yeah. 
then they label that as misinformation. They label that as mis or disinformation and then won't let you say it. And and yet they are the biggest purveyors of mis misinformation. Dis yeah. Information, but yeah. just the very idea of that, that you cannot say your opinion. It, it's just crazy to me. It's crazy that we're in a situation where like there's things that I have opinions on that I, I you know, you, you and I have had debates on it before where you believe things stronger than I do. And so... You know, you know that I'm a little bit more moderate than you in my approach to it. I think we agree on the overall points, right? But my approach to it is like, uh, it tends to be a little bit more maybe. Like, like I think this is the case, but maybe, you know, I, I, just, I just approach it a little bit more moderately. And yet even then, I can't say what I really think as very, very clearly just, I think that there might be a problem with this or there might be a problem with that. I can't say that or I would get banned and kicked off of, of, of these, these yeah, platforms. Yeah, just saying that you think uh, something, yes. It, yeah, it can, and, and it you'll say, I know, I know this is the case, you know, because just the way, <laughs> way you're expressing we're not, it. We're not talking specifically about the election in this example, by the way, but but yes, there there are things Boy. where where you could, <laughs> yeah, you could, but you could, I don't, I don't know that the election was stolen. I absolutely don't, the 2020 presidential election. I right. don't know that. Yeah, so what no, a I lot of know, times it's just the way you'll phrase it. Like, like in personal conversation, you might say, no, I know it was, I won't say it, but get us kicked off. But, well, you know but, I mean. but, but when, when you look at the, the evidence and when you look at the fact that things were hidden, when you look at all of the things that each state that was in question has had happen, all of the, 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 the states that decided the election, I think it was like five states. When you do look at that, there are highly, highly irregular and sure, questionable yeah. things that happened in those states. But you can't have the questions that, and you can't express those questions. You can't questions. have a question because they're, they won't be transparent. They are not being transparent. And when they are not being transparent, you cannot say well, it's the same thing that with, it was fair. Um, like we were talking about this too, the Pelosi uh thing that the the attack on, oh, paul, on pelosi. Paul, pelosi. Yeah, paul pelosi and yeah. um yeah it's the same thing where it's like you can't question it without being accused of something and and it's but there's no transparency and i, I can't remember who was saying it one of the commentators that i was watching was was stating that the answer the solution to that is transparency like if they just answer the questions yep then yeah, people was, would stop Tucker having Carlson the conspiracy. That. Was that in the Tucker thing? Okay. Yeah, was, yeah people yeah, would stop having the questions if, if they just answer the questions. And yeah, now that you say that, I remember it, that it was. It yeah, was and Tucker. the problems that they're facing there. So if you look at that, and, and uh, there, there are several situations uh, currently going on right now where you have Republicans being blamed by the media and by the opposition, uh, whether they're, they're political opposition, meaning they're running against somebody like like Katie Hobbs in Arizona, who is running against um, Carrie Lake for governor. Uh, her office, Katie Hobbs' office, was broken into, her, her campaign office was broken into, and they immediately said that it was a Republican who uh, broke into it, that it was somebody who was uh, for uh, uh, Carrie Lake. And yet, what they come to find out is that person is a repeat offender that that person is uh, is also not an illegal or a legal immigrant to the United States. They found that uh, the guy who uh, attacked Paul Pelosi, and these are the questions that should be asked, and these are the questions that are being refused to be answered. But you also have the uh, the guy who attacked Paul Pelosi. He is an illegal immigrant from Canada. He is a leftist nudist. He is a supporter of Berkeley. 
He has the pride flag on the outside of his uh, school bus home, and uh, and he has many things. But he also about apparently has gotten into some of the QAnon conspiracy things that we we've, we've talked about before. Uh, but, but it's very clear so, that this is not but it's a not, right. It's not yeah, MAGA. not just a right winger. Even though he may have yeah. some right wing, what they call even or accuse of, of far right. right attitudes. But he is he is clearly not a. MAGA Republican or even a Republican at all. Right. And so when you have stuff like this that are happening and, and the, the, the police are refusing to release the, uh, the body cam footage of the, the police. So, so here are the questions in, in regards to that. The two men, uh, Paul Pelosi and uh, Dupapi, they were uh, locked together holding each other off when the police arrived. Right. They both, both had a hand on the hammer. Exactly. And they both had they they were not at the door. They were inside the home, but not at the door. Somebody opened that door. Now, the police said that a third person was there. Yeah, but then, then they, they refused. They changed that. So then they then they changed yeah. it. Now, wait a minute. They changed it. Yet it was part of the the 911 call. So the 911 call comes through. The dispatch says that uh, that Paul Pelosi called the guy a friend. So wait a minute. Right, but then it also and, 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 it said something contradictory in the nine one one call. And then why is it that the the uh, uh, the police go to the home? They 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 see the struggle, and uh, where was the security? So so you're talking about probably the most well guarded person in all of Congress is probably Nancy Pelosi. Uh, obviously, they're worth a ton of money. I think over a hundred million dollars. So, so well, but but they do because there have been cases in the past where people have tried to get in and they were completely stopped by their security. So why wasn't the security there? Right. And what these, caused them to 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 put their guard down so that that person could get inside the house if he wasn't a friend? And just just so we're clear, you know, these are questions. They're not accusations. They obviously right. imply some level of accusation. A question always sort of implies, you know, it, it tends to imply something, but we're not meaning to imply by asking that question. It's just like, why aren't these things being answered and why aren't they clear? And and by keeping it hidden and not by by not giving transparency to the situation, it incur it almost encourages more of those questions and also well, that's what encourages suspicion and encourages that's more. Encourages that's what I was suspicion. just going to say. That yeah. encourages the conspiracy theories. I think it's very natural, um, you know, when you have someone break into the Democrat office to think it was a Republican, right? That's that's a natural thing to think in response to to automatically assume that the guy who broke into Paul Pelosi's place was a Republican when he's he's trying to get Nancy Pelosi and make her give answers to something to assume that he's a Republican extremist net as, as a as a first impression that makes sense I think it's irresponsible for a journalist to express that even though even though they might think anyone might think that that this this is yes. probably a right-wing uh, extremist to get on the news and say we have problems with Republicans doing this and Republican on. violence yes. and all this stuff happening. Immediately, That's irresponsible. like when the story breaks, when the story breaks, they start flinging the uh, accusations, and that and then you get it from the really White House journalism. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's journalism, but it's not journalism; it's activism, and and same thing from the White House. You know, they're they're using it for you know. We, I cracked a joke to you that it was it was a it was on purpose. It was a it was you know speaking of conspiracy theories, and I don't really believe this, of course, but that you know it was on purpose to try to sway the election is the, the situation. But 
and I don't really believe that, but what I do believe very much is that uh, they take advantage They'll of it. They'll use the opportunity. They take advantage they'll of take anything the, that happens yeah, like yeah, that because yeah. we're in the in the, the last minutes of the yeah. election, that they'll take advantage of that to try to sway the election. And from a certain point of view, that's understandable, waste. but the problem with it is that when they get shown to be wrong, it hurts them. And so it's and actually they are wrong. bad. And they are wrong it's bad most politicking. of the time. Yep. Yep. Well, this is this is uh, this is very much uh, this this case in particular is a lot like the Jesse Smollett case. And I when I when I say that, I don't mean that, that it was faked. Per it, it, yeah. that, that it was faked. What I mean is there's things that don't make sense. Everybody jumped to conclusions at the very beginning. And I'm talking about the uh, leftist news media and the, uh, and the Democrats. They jumped to the conclusions at the very beginning and they are being proven wrong. Right. As the facts start to come out, this is the same thing that happened with the uh, with the Hunter Biden laptop. It's the same thing that happened with the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. It's the same thing that happens over and over and Isn't over. Isn't it funny how and, it's always pro liberal and anti? All the mistakes yeah. are always against yeah. against yeah. the conservatives, and that's the same with social media. You know, when you see people getting booted off of. Um, constantly booted off of social media and then you hear the stories where they get let back on because it was a mistake it happens quite a bit yeah no no, no, no. it was always, a mistake yep it and was it's a mistake always yeah. conserved well not always i, I can't say 100 percent. you know that it's always but the great uh, majority it is yeah, yeah the great yeah. majority of the time it's conservatives that this is happening to and uh yeah it just it, it makes it so that how could we have a free and fair election when we can't communicate free and freely and fairly um, to, to say that the elections are fair, I mean, it's, it's one thing to say that the election is stolen like, you know, ballot boxes were stuffed or something like that. that, that that's something that I, I think reasonably one could have questions on and ought to be able to pose, propose questions and ask those questions without being kicked off of me, social media. But that's a different thing than to say that the election's not fair because of suppression of speech. And the Hunter Biden um, situation is the prime example of that that we have right now, where according to certain polls, people enough people wouldn't have voted for Biden if they'd known because about of that, that, because yeah. of that, yeah. that it could have swayed yeah. the election. And so the fact that that was suppressed through social media actually may have swayed the election in that case. And um, and you see a lot of that. So So people who propose, I think a lot of people who propose you know, Ben Shapiro is one who talks about it in these terms and stuff where he doesn't he doesn't believe in the ballot stuffing sort of thing, but he does believe in the, you know, the changing of the laws and the suppression of information. And, and everybody should be right on board with that because it's so obvious. Well, if you look. OK, so if you OK, so if you look at that specifically, the, the changing of the laws by judges. Uh, that is illegal. That is illegal in every single state. They are not allowed to do yeah, that. So the therefore, by, by definition, that is voter suppression. The judges are not allowed to do that. Suppression may not be party. the right word, but yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. But 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 that is absolutely against the law in every single state. And in most of the states, if not all of the states that decided the 2020 ele- presidential election results, all changed their state laws at the last minute. And you weren't allowed to question it. Yet, they all committed voter fraud by changing those laws because they are not allowed to. It is the st- every single state has to have their state voting laws voted on and passed by their state legislatures. Yeah, and, we and don't, none of them did. We don't know for sure that that would have changed the results 
if we don't if they know, hadn't but done what that. we do so, know is that but regardless, those, but, see, it, but that yeah. that calls into question the legitimacy because of those laws being changed at the last minute. And when you cannot get answers to those questions, and you're being told to just shut up, sit down, accept the results, no matter what, you're an election denier if you do, despite the fact that they had denied the election in 2016 for four years during the Trump presidency. They are saying now you're not allowed to. And then they're coming on like uh, like Hillary Clinton and others are now coming on and saying that the Republicans are going to steal this election, that they're going to steal the 2024 right, election. Which is so, These elections have not taken place yet. Yeah. But, and it's so ridiculous that they, they, they're doing that at the same time that they're claiming the, you know, the big lie, the quote unquote big lie. Um, and and claiming how dangerous that is, and why they're kicking people off of social media for believing or saying and yet these they things. Are the biggest purveyors and then of those saying things. the same thing, setting setting it up to say the exact well, same it's, thing. Well, it's that projection. They lose. It's 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 total projection. It, they it, are it'd be funny if it wasn't so tragic. It's it's tragic yeah, in yeah. that it, it is you know, tragic. Jill Biden got up and talked. You know, gave that big speech and talked about how. Um, this this poll that shows how many people, I can't remember what it was, it was something like 70% of the people are worried about losing our democracy. And then he lectured everybody. And then treated and then he it like- lecturing. Well, then he then treated he it like, that means that everybody is worried that the Republicans are gonna destroy yes. democracy. And that's yes. not what the poll says at all. The he poll doesn't says, understand what the people are actually saying. The polls are, you know, Democrats think that. And Republicans are worried about losing our democracy because of the Democrats. You know, it's 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 a 50-50 thing almost so, as we are split 50-50 yes. almost in the country. And we've talked about this before. The, the, the reality of it is the Democrats view the United States as a democracy. We are not a democracy. So what they are saying is actually 100% true. They absolutely feel like democracy is under attack. The problem is we are not a democracy. But because they believe we are democracy, yes, their democracy is completely under yeah, attack. Yeah, but they're not even to, talking about democracy, even if we were a democracy. That's but to them, but but to, to them, it's a democracy to people who understand what our system of government is, which is a republic. We believe that the republic, not our republic, meaning the Republicans' republic, I mean the Republic of the United States is under attack right now. It has been under attack for quite a while. And that's what we are concerned with. And that's what most of the people I believe right. in that poll are concerned with. The Democrats are concerned because what they want is their voices they want, only they, they to want, be heard. Yeah. What, what they believe is that if you are, if 51% of the people, if you took a vote tomorrow and 51% of the people voted to illegal, to make abortions illegal, that would be a democracy in action. That would be a democracy. Yeah. And they well, would, that would still be say, they yes. would stand up and say the destruction of our democracy. Because That's to them, exactly the democracy right. yet, is their way of thinking, period. That's all it's it means. Their, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's choosing their way. And yet, if the, the, the people stood and, and 51% said no to abortion, then that would be, have been decided through a democratic process. Mm -hmm. It's the definition of a democracy yep. when the people speak out and the people decide by a majority 
that they do or they do not want something. And yet, if it doesn't go their way, just like you were saying, they would come out and they would uh, they would it's say, the what end an of attack our democracy. on our democracy. Yes, our constitution doesn't mean anything. And yet it was a constitutional process. It was a democratic process. And so they, they will do that. And that's exactly what's happening right now. They, they, they talk about the, the, the quelling of free speech when Elon Musk says that he wants to bring free speech back to Twitter the left says that is a threat to freedom of speech. Right. No, it's a threat to your freedom of having control over speech. So now back to the election. In that, in those polls, uh, a, a few days ago, it showed that the Senate was going to be like it had the likelihood of uh, of going in the Democrat favor, and that they would hold on to. I think it said fifty three seats. Now it is the other way around. It is fifty three seats in the favor of the Republicans. It also said that uh, it, it, a few days ago that the Republicans would gain a majority in the House of Representatives and that they would gain 81 seats in the House. Yesterday, it said that they would gain 85 seats in the House. So what right. we're seeing is this trend as we get closer to the election that people are now starting to kind of firm up their decisions, that they are definitely leaning more towards the GOP because as the issues continue and as the left continues they double to down now, on their bad they're doubling their bad down ideas. and they're not understanding why people are feeling the way that they are feeling so they double down on Russia being the cause of inflation on Russia being the cause on of crime gas, not being an issue yeah and they're now they're saying that crime is a conspiracy and that the economy's improving Yes. And yeah, yes. yeah, calling crime a conspiracy exactly. Like they're just And here we are. Our inflation has now jumped from 8.2 to 8.7%. And people are really starting to feel it. They're starting that there, there is now more talk that there is going to be a recession, a hard recession in 2023 and it's it's it one of the reasons why is now the fed has announced again hard, that they're going to we should, raise we should clarify a hard recession even by the new definition of the word yes so even so. now we are in a recession and the reason why they don't call it a recession is because of positive job growth right. but what's happening is this, this the stagnant things that are happening the the incomes that are not rising to match the level of inflation the the lie about Social Security, he said that Social Security has had the greatest increase in 50 years. Well, the problem is, Joe Biden, by law, the federal government has to increase Social Security payments to match the same level of inflation. Yep. That so was they're the only ones getting a pay raise based on yes, the inflation. Yes, and that was 1972 that Richard Nixon signed that into law. So when he says that it was his administration that caused the greatest increase, it's your fault. He's admitting yeah. that he is the cause. What he's doing is he's going, it's, it's a backwards way of admitting that they are the cause of the inflation. But see, they don't Well, tell that was that one example um, of free speech working the way it should. Uh, what that, that was put out on Twitter um, by the White House. And then people responded to it and pointed out yep. the pointed out what you said, pointed out the reality that this is not because and of then, Biden's And then the doing. White House took it off, and, of the, Twitter. and they, they took it down and stuff. And which is yes. the way free speech should work is is when you say something, yes. you ought to be able to say whatever you want, 
And then people should be able to beat you to a pulp. Not literally, obviously, but you should be put in check. And that's what the system, what our system of government is designed to do. The people have the right to put into check the government that they elected. So when the government, which is for the last two years has run amok, they have run completely freely to censor, to quelch uh, free speech, to quelch uh, any opposition or dissension whatsoever, even from their own political party. And the people are standing up now and they're saying, no, enough is enough. And, uh, and, and, and great for Elon Musk to see this. And and Elon Musk is no right winger. He's a Democrat. Well, and some of the moves he's been making in the last couple of days are questionable as far as the way he's going to handle it. So we don't, I don't know if it's going to turn out as good as we, we on the conservative side of the spectrum hope but we'll see um but he's the devil but he's the devil incarnate because he doesn't he doesn't push the same narrative right that the left wants to be well pushed. he's not considered so he, left by the left anymore that's for sure yeah but if he so. if he came in and he uh he acted just like the previous ceo of twitter everybody would praise him just like everybody praised donald trump before he ran for president they all loved him because he was part of the hollywood crowd he was part of that that uh, he he contributed to to Hillary Clinton's uh, campaigns previously, and when he ran as a as a Republican, all of a sudden that's when he became enemy number one. Yeah. Then you have the same thing with uh, Elon Musk. Uh, you have the same thing with anybody really that goes against them. Tulsi Gabbard also comes to mind, and uh, so when you go against the narrative. It doesn't Tulsi matter who you are. kind of always went against the narrative, but yeah. She went yeah. against the narrative, particularly when it comes to foreign policy. Yeah. She was yeah. very much pro-America, pro-military. And uh, the, 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 discretion, the, the destruction that we have seen in our military and, uh, and our, our national security has just been horrible. And so when somebody like Tulsi Gabbard, who served our country faithfully, stands up and says she's really worried about it, that goes against the political party's narrative. So she was demonized. She was told that called a Russian operative. Uh, so I have and, a, and so, yeah, I have a question for you. It's a little, little bit of a divergent topic, but I think it's interesting. Um, John Rich, the country singer and Peter is Peter Jordan Peterson, both yeah. proposed recently that one of the changes they'd like to see in Twitter and in and all social media is getting rid of anonymous users so that you had to be there as Agreed. yourself. Uh, the dis- disagree. So that's I what disagree. I was going to ask you because then I was watching, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the YouTube channel, The Quartering. Um, I was watching Jeremy talk on there and he, he very much disagreed and he was, he was saying that he thought that was a terrible idea. And I honestly kind of don't know what to think on that i i i i, I think a person's right to anonymity he, is absolutely more important but it's is it if you were go, right, if that, you were going to express your opinion in public you don't have a right to anonymity so how many unknown authors are quoted how many how many articles are written or op-eds are written by an unknown person and and i i what about but you uh, could still do uh, that being able having to Tweet what about a ghostwriter? What about a ghostwriter? Having somebody to tweet who writes as yourself else? doesn't preclude you from doing any of those things. Because that's no, one of the things Jeremy cons- said too. Is he said it's it's the same as like anonymous sources in for a newspaper. And I was like, well, you could still have anonymous sources. You just tweet. A journal. A journalist has that. Uh, that 
not only the right, but also the the responsibility to protect her, their sources. I know. So, so person- that's the thing. So I could get on Twitter and I could say, I'd have to tweet as myself and people know it's me, but then I could say, an anonymous source said this. I, the, the was, anonymous sources would still be able to exist. It's just that me actually presenting the information, I'd have to present it as myself. I think that with uh, good journalism, a person would not say anonymous sources. I think that with a tweet, it's totally different. This, these are private individuals. And so when, when you are in fear of retribution from your employer, from your family, from other right. people who, who can really truly affect your life, you absolutely should have that right to privacy. That is something that we are guaranteed in, in the, uh, what is it, the Third Amendment? But a right to uh, privacy means you, you have the right to not say something. Like you have the right to not go stand on the street and proclaim something. But it is the protection of privacy. I know, but once you step out on the sidewalk and say and and shout something to the crowd, you forfeit that right. But you're not under any obligation to announce yourself. And you're not under any obligation to go onto Twitter. But you're not under any obligation to announce yourself if if you go out onto the street and start proclaiming things. But you don't have to say my name is so and so from so. Well, yeah, and but such. still, you obviously, don't, you don't have to say they can figure out who you are if you're out in public, unless you're wearing they a mask. They can. They 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 can. And a person who's, I guess, uh, smart enough technically, they could find out who a person is just by figuring out. Unless they have a VPN, they can anyway, probably just, figure out. Yeah, who I'm just the playing devil's is. advocate a little bit because, like yeah. I said, I don't yeah. I don't know how I feel for sure about it, but I do. I think the point that Jordan Peterson made about it was valid in that what it does is it's created this world where you have, if you go out in the street and you are willing to stand up and say something terrible, you know that the likelihood is that someone's going to come and punch you in the mouth for it. And so hence, you don't say that thing in public because unless it's worth getting punched in the mouth. And we've moved into a world now where that's gone away, where you can say any terrible thing you want because you know there's no consequence for it. If you're going to say something publicly, there's consequences for it. And anonymity has made it so that has gone away. And that's the problem that he feels uh, If you could are be inciting corrected. violence, that's still going to violate Twitter's uh, rules and you'll be taken down and it doesn't matter if you're well, I mean, anonymous or not. You'll inciting be taken violence, down. just just name calling, right? If you if you're having a conversation with someone and you start calling them an idiot or a jerk or a you know, whatever you start calling well, Jordan, names, the chances are that there's gonna be consequences to that. Yeah, Jordan Peterson talked about the right of everyone or that that uh, speech is going to offend somebody. That but 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 that should not stop a person from being able to express themselves. The, the ability to offend people is the definition of protection of free speech. But right. that doesn't mean, I don't think that it means that you are required to announce yourself. I don't think that well, a person's I, anonymity, anonymity should be uh, disallowed because uh, it, I, don't think, I don't think that they're the same lines. I just don't think that the same lines. When it comes to journalism, in order to have good journalism, in order for really to you to really sway somebody in an argument, you have to be able to cite a source as, so that the people can say, "Okay, yeah, that totally makes sense." But when you say anonymous sources, then well, who's the anonymous source? Is this the person sitting next to you in the bathroom stall in the the men's or women's room? Is that the anonymous source? Who is the anonymous source? So people want to see that so that they can find out whether or not that is a legitimate right. uh, well, his... comment. But, but when it's a person expressing their own views, I absolutely completely believe that a person should have the right to remain anonymous. So his, his point of view on it was related to the checks. 
it was related to that we used to have natural blue checks. No, no, yeah. no, not that check. I mean checks and balances checks. Um, oh, yeah. That there, there used to be a natural check that you watched what you said because there were consequences to it. And so he's talking about the myriad of people that are just sitting in their basements, typing on their computers, and can say whatever they want. And you end up with these things like. Uh, 4chan and 8chan where, and even on Twitter where people just get on and they say any nasty thing that they want whether they even believe it doesn't matter they just troll they just say terrible things because there's absolutely no consequences and that's caused because of the anonymity and so you know maybe there's a there's a balance that could be struck there where you could you know, and maybe that's a, maybe that's a use for the blue checks on on Twitter, where you. Well, you who could, says that a person has to even give their real name? If you when have they a blue check, you can be anonymous. So if you validated that you're really you to Twitter, then you could be anonymous to everyone else, and that way journalists can be anonymous. But the the common troll who is you know the, the just the lay person, there's no anonymity allowed or something like that. I don't know how you'd work that out, but it's 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 an interesting thought either way. And I thought. I thought, yeah, I can see the problems that Jordan Peterson's talking about, but I also see your points. And I, and I saw Jeremy's on, on the quarterings points, too, where, yeah, you can, get in, you can get, actually get in danger. And that's the point he made. Like, if you say something wrong on the Internet and people know who you are, they'll hunt you down, find your house, and do terrible things to you. They can't hunt you. Like, that's how many people dangerous. are uh, given death threats because of their, uh, their dissenting voices? Uh, they, they receive death threats because of it. Look at uh, just the—you can just say something bad about another person. Uh, all of the things that were said about uh, the, the Brett Kavanaugh, particularly Justice Brett Kavanaugh, by Chuck Schumer, the leader of the Senate, uh, uh, was uh, calling it, saying that if Brett Kavanaugh did not decide the way that the Democrats wanted him to decide, very bad things would happen. And that's right. what he said. Those sorts of threats. And then somebody goes out and he tries to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh specifically from the decision that he made that Brett Kavanaugh said, don't do it or else. And there was a real case where somebody's life could yeah. be called into question. Well, and even, so, yes, even at a simpler th level where you have like, like say you get on you know, Facebook or something and you're allowed and, and, and you say, just say, for example, you just state that you're pro-choice or, or the opposite, that you're pro-life, right? And yeah. then the next morning you come out and your tires have been slashed because your neighbor who's pro the opposite, two doors down, decides you're evil and since you weren't anonymous... They come, they, they come over and, you know, egg your house or slash your tires or something like that. And so even those levels of anonymity, being able to just be like, yeah, yeah I'm not myself. And so these are, these are all things that I really think is probably the star, strongest argument why a person's anonymity, sh anonymity should be protected. Because they do have that right to protect themselves. And I think remaining anonymous is one of the biggest things. You know, you look at the... You look at the um, uh, the the right to bear arms the, uh, the if you have a concealed firearms permit you are not only responsible by by law to keep that firearm hidden uh, that you're not brandishing a weapon because that's a that's a threat but you also have the anonymity to keep that firearm hidden so that people don't know that it's I was going to say in, in Utah you're not required by law to keep your firearm hidden. So, Not anymore. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it, 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 if you do have a law that requires it, you have the right 
to keep it hidden, but you should keep it hidden because, again, if you if other people you know that it's there, yeah. Yeah. you can be attacked. You can uh, you, you can be called a, a threat, especially if you have a state that's got red flag laws. Um, but again, this is all protection. It's a, it's protecting the individual, and right. so if you want to truly protect people, this is where the Bill of Rights cannot be compromised. We cannot sit back and say all speech is free except hate speech. No, hate speech is the speech that should be protected because Absolutely. what is the definition of what is the definition of hate speech? If just because someone hates the speech, is it truly hate speech? Are they really inciting violence? It's like I, I, the people, I think even if you defined hate speech and you could clearly all agree on what hate speech is, it should still be protected speech. You won't get people to to agree. You That's won't. The but thing. even if you it's, could, it should still be protected. It should still be protected. But again, you will not. It will not happen. There's no instance in any way whatsoever where 100% of the people are going to agree on what is hate speech. So when they say that hate speech should be banned, who is deciding what the hate speech is? And it's always going to be the people in power. And the people in power is not always going to be the same. So whatever you, whatever way you swing that pendulum, eventually that's going to come swinging back towards you. So you say that you don't want the hate speech out there. You make the, 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 the rules, the laws, you swing that pendulum, eventually you are not going to be in power. The next political, the other political party is going to be in power. And now you become the oppressed. Yeah. If That's Elon Musk, these things- as an example, if Elon Musk was the terrible person that the left is accusing him of being, then he would get on there and he would then, now that he has the power, he would ban all of them and their points of view. Fortunately, he's, well, I don't know, it's not even related whether it's fortunate, but he's just, he's not going to do that. He wants free speech. He's not. And he's already, he's already, uh, so I don't know if you saw the the thing between him and uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. yeah he, she, she came out and she said something to the effect of, uh, but that's, that's of, yeah, that's a, yeah, it, you, you shouldn't, silly argument. You, you, you shouldn't go in and, uh, and, and the, the guy who's, who's asking people to pay $8 a month. That's not freedom of speech. And uh, he said something like, uh, you know, I, I, I thank you for your opinion. Now pay eight dollars. <laughs> it was really the blue funny. checks, though. The whole blue checks thing is just ridiculous. Like it is. People want to be a blue check because they want to feel like they're it's important. a status thing. The, yeah. And, and I don't understand yeah. why it's done the way it's done. I figure the way the blue check ought to work is the same way that as you get a bank account, like you have to show that you're you and then you get a blue check period and and they're talking about like there's people that only have five followers that have blue checks and i'm like so they should you should be able to get a blue yeah. check just by proving that yourself send in a copy just of your driver's so you license are who you are or whatever yeah. you but know it, and boom you're blue it's check. a status it's a status thing and uh and it's really just an attention getter well, because the original uh, point of it though was to verify that a person was who they were and so if that's, well, that's the because point, there were a lot of, yes, there were a lot of fake accounts. So there are a lot of Donald Trump accounts. There were a lot of whatever, yeah. you know, whoever it was accounts. Exactly. And, and typically it was it was celebrities and the celebrities probably made the biggest stink about it. And they said, hey, we want to have a verification. So then they started coming out with the blue checks. But, the, and, but oh, once okay, again, it applied like you could only get it. You had to like submit. Go back. I'm not. I don't watch him that much even, but go back to Jeremy on the quartering. He stated it. I think it may have even been the same one I was watching, but he stated that he's tried to get a blue check status. He's got 1.2 million followers or something like that. Like it, he's got a I ton no of followers. I have no idea who he is. Yeah, and I have no idea who he is. He, um, 
he has been turned down for blue check status every time by Twitter. And so, you know, it's, it's just seemed it really has become just a status thing instead of just approving you are who you are thing. It's a status thing. And who who are you? So are you a a, you know, an important leftist in Hollywood? Are you an important person in the entertainment industry? Yeah. Are you an important so that's, person? But that's the, that's the recommendation government. I'd yeah. make if I, you know, if I was making recommendations to Elon about, about how to do it, I'd recommend that the blue check status thing became universal to everybody. Everybody could get a blue check just by proving who you were. All you had to do was send in a form of identification and get validated that way. And then you got a blue this check This is what status. I recommend. Get off of social media. Stay off of Twitter entirely. That's a great recommendation. Yeah. Even even Facebook now, it, Facebook, Facebook is so bad terrible. that yeah. they they are horrible and 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 they're I, so bad with their little notifications that they put at the bottom of videos. This video has been fact checked. And, and the, whatever. The, the, yeah. sexual stuff that they've started plastering all over everybody's pages and stuff with the shorts. Yes, I, it's everybody. It's really everybody. really annoying. I have I'm really torn about um, leaving Facebook entirely. Uh, part of me thinks I should and want to, but then. You know, because I'm trying to market myself with the music stuff I do and the musicals I write, I, I, YouTube and Facebook it's, are the means, really right? Like, how else can I do it? It's the only way to reach people. It's the only way to reach people. You don't have – people aren't going to find your website anymore. Nope. They're not doing search. If, if you do a Google search for something, if you go past the third or fourth result – Yeah. You're spending a lot of time uh, – and what I mean by a lot of time is – it is now uh, to the point where you have a grand total of two seconds to grab somebody's attention. So if you don't get the result that you want in a Google search, instead of searching through page two, page three, page four of, of a thousand pages of results that Google comes up with in less than a second, you would rather alter your, uh, your search. You change yep. the words in your search so that you immediately get that result. You want that you it want. right, right typically, away. Yeah. People want to see those results at the very top of the page. Yeah, so and if you're an you indie, a, if you're an indie musician or something like that, and you've created a website, even if you've put all the effort into having the right kind of words on your site and stuff, so that the web crawlers get it all and uh, SEO is done all properly and everything, nobody's going to find you in a in a search. Like they, it's just never going to happen. It's yeah. one of the reasons why YouTube reigns supreme in the video. Like we we post our videos to YouTube and to Rumble, right? And our because YouTube is still the number one platform. Our YouTube audience has grown little by little. It's not grown anywhere near what we want it to, but it's grown. And and uh, little by little, we get you know more views and more audiences. Very very creepingly slow, but it grows. And the Rumble audience, nothing. Like it just is dead. Like it, nobody finds it. There's just, it just the algorithm in YouTube is so much better right now, and so that's one of the things I hope to see improved on Rumble. Because I personally, I'd just rather use Rumble exclusively and not have to worry about YouTube at all. Because the chances are, like this video will has has the potential of getting getting tagged and banned. Okay, so if it's going to get banned, said. let's go ahead and talk about the election. Let's talk about some of you the races go back in the election. The election? Yeah. Well, yes, that, because that that's what the this episode's that about. We're talking about. Yes, we're like way off subject now. So, okay, so in in Utah, we have the uh, the race with Mike Lee and Evan McMuffin, and I think we both agree that uh, that Mike Lee is decidedly going to to win that race. But it is really interesting, Handily. though, to see how actually how well Evan McMullen is doing. Mike Lee is undoubtedly something fishy there, in my opinion. Well. 
but 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 you have a demographic in Utah that has changed greatly over the recent years, and that is it has now become the 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 little Silicon Valley or the next Silicon Valley because all of these Californians are coming into Utah with their tech companies, and you have that space between Salt Lake City and Provo. But the implication that, of uh, saying that is if a Democrat were running, that he would be potentially polling as well as McMuffin McMullen. You do have a Democrat running, and that's Emmett McMullen. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like if you had a legitimate uh, yeah. Democrat, I know what you mean. If but you had, he is, if you had, but he is being, I agree. I agree with backed, you. But my point is the, the only reason he's doing yeah. as well as he is is because he's running as an independent sneak. He's he's sneakily being a Democrat. He's not really. He you know, is, he's presenting he, himself he, as a he's, conservative. He's like Liz Cheney. He is Liz Cheney in a man's body. But uh, and so you you do have uh, not just him, but you have the endorsement of the other Democrat, Mitt Romney, running. Uh, or, or, or helping Evan lack McMuffin. of endorsement rather for Mike Lee. Uh, lack of uh, no, I'm t- I, I said Mitt Romney. I know, but he I has the other Mitt Romney stayed oh, he, quote unquote he, yeah, neutral. He, like he's yeah, he's, he, he, he has neutral, but yet he threw his support behind Evan McMuffin. So, uh, so, so those kinds of things are really dis- disconcerting. But uh, you do have a changing demographic there, and so when people from California do go into other states. Look, they can talk about all they want, how they they're trying to get away from their 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 the, the how bad California is. But then they go into another state. New Yorkers do the exact same thing. People from the Northeast do the exact same thing when they come into Florida. They bring their politics with them. They ruin the states that they live in. They're doing it to Texas. They're doing it to Utah. They've done it to Nevada. They're doing it to Arizona. They are going in and they've done it successfully in Colorado. And they are ruining everywhere that they go. Montana, of all places. Montana is getting ruined. Boise, Idaho is getting ruined. All of these city, the, these states that were once great strongholds for conservatism have been overrun by the Californians and the liberals in California moving to other states because the it's too expensive yeah. or the so policies I, I, are so I, bad. I, I, what you're saying is accurate. I totally agree. I'm not sure that's the story really with McMullen and Lee. Um, I think I think the reason I think there's that, a big contr- contribution. I think I, there's a big contribution. There's a, there's a contribution there, but I think what you have is you have the Democrats. Those who would vote Democrat are going to go for McMullen either way. You know that's a given. But then I think the reason why he's also pulling some of the conservative vote is not is because of his underhanded, you know, pretending he's a conservative running as an independent. Uh, but you also have the fact that though that that state is one of, if not the reddest state in the country. And so when you look at the population of registered voters uh, leaning on the Republican side, I just have a really hard time believing that they have split that vote, but that vote there. And oh, it's I don't because, think they have. And so I, I, I do just think that there is a changing demographic that is occurring there. And, uh, and we've seen it growing for some time. So in Utah, I think we're both uh, good. That I, think, saying that, I think uh, Lee will beat him by there. 10 to 15 points. Easy. Okay, so Arizona, Carrie Lake or uh, Katie Hobbs? Carrie Lake will win that. Carrie Lake will win that that race, I agree. I think she's not going to uh, win by a, a landslide because no. of how Californiaized uh, Arizona has become. But I do think she wins that election. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis or uh, Florida <laughs> need, Democrat need you even ask. Charlie Chris. That one's obvious, right? Yes. Yeah. It's obvious it's going to happen. Texas, Greg Abbott or uh, Beto O'Rourke? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I haven't been following that one, so I'm not sure. 
Okay, so I would, I, I would assume the, Abbott, the Republican, yeah, clearly O'Rourke's. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would assume yeah. Texas. I would assume anyone. O'Rourke has no chance. O'Rourke has yep. no chance. That would be my assumption. Yep. Yeah. Okay, now uh, in the in the Senate, is it going to be uh, for for Florida? Is it going to be Marco Rubio or the other dude? Rubio probably there. Rubio, hands down, yeah. is going to win that election. New York governor. Is it going to remain? Uh, That's an or, interesting or are, they one. Gonna, are they going to keep the I think the, the Republicans are going to take it in that case. I think the Republican takes that one as well. Yeah. Yep. He has pulled ahead. Now we move on to uh, uh, Wisconsin, where we have the ever so wonderful uh, Wisconsin governor there. What's her name? Uh, was it Wisconsin or Minnesota? The uh, the one that the they they tried to say that the the Proud Boys tried to kidnap her. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Whit- Whitmer. Anyway, Whitmer. she's, yes, Gretchen Whitmer. So we have Gretchen Whitmer or the Republican, and I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. Um, I think that one's tight, right? I think that's a toss-up. Yeah, it's kind of a toss-up, and I, I would think it's a toss-up, too. I think it's a toss-up. I think it's going to lean towards the Republican, but I do think it's a toss-up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, Georgia. We have two races in Georgia that are key. We have the governor, the gubernatorial race, which is uh, this, the, the same two that ran in 2018. You have Kemp and you have Abrams, Stacey Abrams, who still claims to this day that she won that election. Yeah, and that's probably still tight, but I think Kemp will win again. Uh, Kemp is decidedly ahead, actually. Is he? That okay, one. All I right. think that one's ahead I have been six, following, Yeah. By about six points. So uh, that's, that is going okay. to be Kemp. Uh, then, but then you have the highly tight race of Warnock in the Senate. Yeah. Or, uh, or Walker. Oh, Walker. Yep. Yeah, Walker. I think Walker's going to win that one. So Walker has pulled ahead in the polls uh, recently, and uh, he is now slightly leading. Yeah. Over uh, over one. I think that trend. Pennsylvania. Will, I think that trend will continue. Pennsylvania, I think, is one of the more interesting ones. Fetterman or Doctor Oz? I think Fetterman's going to win it. I I hate I think, that Fetterman's going to win it, and it's really sad. I but Dr. I think Fetterman's going to win. Oz pulls it. it out in the end. I it's very probably tight. wishful yeah. thinking, but I do think that it is going to happen. Uh, the other day, so here's yesterday, the reason why Fetterman's going to win it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but the reason why I think Fetterman's going to win it is, but you're going to anyway, because, <laughs> well, I was already into, I was already into it. So the momentum kept me going. Right. Um, the, the pre-voting is why. Uh, however, the, uh, the state legislature the, and the courts have said that no, uh, mail-in ballot can be counted until after 8 p.m. on election day. And the state also said that no undated or misdated, uh, incorrectly dated ballot will be counted. But I don't know so that that's related that to what I'm saying. But what I'm that saying was a is a win for election integrity. Right, right. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is something like 600,000 people voted and Fetterman took most of those votes prior to the debate. If it would have happened after the debate, I think those votes would have changed a lot. I I think there is some some validity to that. I and and this is where the the voting uh, the the early voting and the mail in voting. Look, it used to be that if you did a mail in 
ballot, it was because you were serving overseas in, in some sort of government position or in the military. And you were not allowed, or or let's say that you uh, were out of the country for business for a long period of time. You're you live. You're a citizen of the United States. You want to have uh, the the right, uh, the ability to vote. Those were typically the ones that were allowed to do mail in ballots. Now we have gotten to this point where people can vote like thirty days, sixty days in advance, and they are making a decision yeah, very early on. And it used to be that you would go and vote on election day. And this country, this country has gone into other countries to help with their elections. And they only have one day of election. Yet in this country, we have become a country of of wusses and crybabies and whiner babies where we cry about any little thing. And the, the Democrats Bend over backwards, and if they don't, if you don't bend over backwards, then you are an election suppressor. You are somebody who wants to squash the vote. Well, and I think it's particularly. I, I think it's wrong. I think it's particularly problematic when you have a situation like Fetterman and Oz, where you have a debate and you have someone who's had, you know, had a stroke, and so he he's not able to communicate and debate well. Clearly he's, incapable he, of not just communicating, but not able to. Function. Well, you can't function. But this is the point. They they talk about that like like okay before the the debate I was for Fetterman, but then after the debate and I saw that now I'm for Oz and I sit and I think why where are your principles people like Fetterman is gonna vote the yeah. way the Democrats are gonna vote Oz is gonna vote mostly probably the way that Republicans are going to vote. He's not going to be a Mitt Romney, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. Whose policies do you support? Who do you want? What do you want them voting for? Who cares how Fetterman did in the debate in that regard? What are his policies and what he's going to believe? The fact that he stuttered over his words or that he struggled to get his words out, what he thinks is very, very clearly and very obvious. Now, I do think you have to step back and say, okay, in the past he said he was against fracking very, very clearly, and now he's saying that he's always been for fracking, and you have to take that into consideration that and be like clearly meant to be a pandering yeah. he was you have absolutely to think he's probably pandering. lying there yeah he lied and he absolutely uh, lied. And, and so you have to make those sorts of considerations whether you're for or against fracking obviously but generally speaking like if you're for democratic policies or if you're for republican policies the vote should be clear and the way they performed in the debate like only if you're undecided and you're kind of wishy-washy between the two policies should the debate even make a difference so yeah well, I think I, I think really what they what what all politicians are trying to do more than anything is not to sway their own base. They are trying to sway the independent voter, yep. and the independent voters are the most wishy washy people. I there agree. Are. It's it's like yeah. a it's like a poll that you like get. Like the whole the, the housewife things that voted for Trump and then voted against Trump, and now we're probably going to vote for uh, Republicans again. Yeah, yeah. So you have you have. Um, you you have let's let's say that you have a poll and this poll is the type of movie that you like and they, you're given a list of like four different genres of films and in total you have people giving a firm decision on which genre of film that they like the most and you'll have a percentage that are going to say action you're going to have others that are saying any comedy others are going to be romance others going to be drama and there will always be five or six percent who say i don't know 
Five or six percent are going to say, I don't. Those are the independent voters. Those are the people who cannot decide. Those are the people who cannot figure out what their principles are. Maybe not a and perfect so they, analogy in that. But they so are much the less ones important. who are easy, But they are <laughs> the ones who are like. easily swayed by uh, by a narrative. They're not swayed. They don't make they don't their decisions stand on based yeah. on their principles. But it feels yes, like because how could you? Yeah. How could you have principles on these? issues and then be independent and be going back and forth in one like that's what i was saying you know emotion apparently emotion. The, the 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 suburban housewife vote polling is showing that they're swinging it's for republicans back these are the GOP. people that lost the vote that lost it for trump in in yep. 20 in, yep. the, in the last election yeah because he was horrible and they're the because people he was that were for trump yeah. and that they got trump in in the previous election and you just think to yourself, where are your principles? Like they have no principles. Like all they yeah. care about is, you know, oh, milk costs more money. Honestly, milk costing more money should not be the deciding factor in a, you know, in, in an election. It's the principles and the things that caused the milk to cost more money that should make the difference. If the things yes. that made the milk cost more money are worth it and right and good, then you should stand by your principles. Like if you believe in green energy and you truly believe that green energy is worth it, then that more expensive milk is worth it. And if you believe that green energy is a waste of time and you're doing the wrong thing and stuff, then that was a stupid thing and you destroyed the economy over nothing, et cetera, et cetera. Those principles are what should matter and what you should be voting on, not whether or not, well, Biden made my milk more expensive, so now I'm going to vote against yeah. Biden and all the Democrats. Make a decision. And, and, and really, when you get to the ballot box on Tuesday, if you are waiting until Tuesday, when you get to the ballot box, if you are waiting to make your decision once you're in the ballot box, you have not done your homework. You have not stood on principle. You haven't figured out what your principles are. Figure out what they are. You should be able to go into that ballot box Check every box that you previously decided that you were going to check because you did your homework on the print on the get, uh, issues that, that you did your homework on the candidates that you know you are going to vote for. Go into that ballot box, figure it, or, or write down who you want, and leave. We, don't we make can, your decision in there. I can allow for the fact that you don't. You and I are coming as as middle aged men. You know, with a little bit different perspective, I can allow for the fact that someone who's say 18 and and still doesn't, you know, hasn't been into politics and is still trying to figure things out. I can un I can understand that a little bit. You know, the the independent sort of thinker and not really sure where your principles lie at, and you're still trying to figure things out and stuff. So, so there's an allowance for that to an extent, um, but it does behoove everyone to figure those things out because of how things have become so volatile and so politicized, and how much. We are, I think, you know, the, the poll where people, it's being said that our democracy is in danger. We're worried about our democracy from both republic, sides for different our republic, reasons. Our republic is in danger. Our, our, de democracy. our democratic republic, we'll say. That's what it takes. We're not a democratic is. republic either. We're a, we are a republic. We're that's a what I learned in school. I learned we're a democratic republic. So Your teacher was I'm, wrong. I'm sticking to, so. <laughs> I'm sticking to what I learned in, in elementary it's school. It's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. We are a republic. And that's how that's why exactly how our so founders when, set uh, when us when the up. founding fathers, uh, I think I saw this on Michael Knowles, um, tells you the kind of podcasts I watch. Right, um, he was saying I think that whenever the our the the founding fathers mentioned democracy in the uh, in the debates in the course the, the the papers and stuff that they wrote, that they always spoke about it negatively. Like they spoke about a, demo was. a democracy in, in negative terms. And it's not as, mentioned as in the Constitution we, anywhere. Yes, as, 
as being what we are not striving for. There are lots of quotes that, yeah. you, that, that, that there are out there. I think we mentioned them on this show before right. that, uh, that many of our uh, founding fathers have come out very negatively against a democracy, that we are not a democracy. So, but yes, you are absolutely right, though, that we are, uh, our republic is really in jeopardy. Our, our, our republic has been in jeopardy for a very long time. And we keep saying that this election is the most important election in our lifetime. And yet it seems like every two years, every four years, we are really in a thing, a position right now where we have to look at ourselves and uh, do what Ronald Reagan said. And that is, uh, or ask ourselves, are we better off now than we were two years ago or than we were four years ago? It is absolutely, decidedly a fact that we are not better off than we were four years ago or two years ago. If you are a hardcore leftist, you're loving it right now. If you are a, an American who loves this country, and it doesn't matter because there are Democrats out there who feel this way, obviously Tulsi Gabbard did, that if you love this country, you love what the principles that this country stands on, and you just have social differences, which I think is what uh, Tulsi Gabbard would, would, would say, uh, you are concerned about the future of this republic. You are concerned about the direction that this, company, that this country is in, uh, going in. And that's why people are deciding what they're deciding this time. Now, the problem that we do have, and this really concerns me, and that is that the GOP is going to do exactly what the GOP does when they get power, and that is absolutely Which is nothing. nothing, yep. Yeah. And that is likely and probable, and, and consequently, two years down the road, we may be worse off than we are today, even with the GOP taking, taking control of those things. But you still, have yeah. to, you still have to stand on principle. You still have to do your best. We have to fight for... You know, fight for those principles as best we can to try to salvage everything that we can that we love about this country for the sake of our children. Even knowing that things are going to go downhill and they're going to get worse, you know, especially well, from a— one, th There is one thing that would get me to not support Trump in 2024 if, if he runs. Other than Ron DeSantis running, yeah. Other than Ron DeSantis. But one thing that's going to get me to not support him, and that is— he already has a record of very high spending. That is the number one reason why Donald Trump is not a true conservative. Yeah, but you'll still support him against with the Democrat being the alternative. If he gets the nominee nomination, I absolutely will. But in the primary, Just, yeah, in, in support uh, no, him. No. Yeah, in yeah. principle. Yeah, yeah. in the primary, I probably won't. If you have someone like. Uh, Ron DeSantis run, which Ron DeSantis hasn't said whether or not he's going to run. Well, he probably won't but, if Trump uh, does. Yeah. I, I, th I think that's true. But I also think that uh, I think that what we what we really need in this country, and I think this is what people are really starving for, is we just need young blood that uh, that, that can really go out and and people who have been proven to be really good at it. And obviously, Ron DeSantis has passed the test big time because not only did he run uh, the state of Florida very well, he has run the state of Florida very well, but he also did it on a national stage. It was very public nationally. He, uh, his, his policies have been very public nationally. And, uh, and that's where GOP uh, or, or Republicans and conservatives around the country have great 
adoration and support for Ron DeSantis, and they wish that their governor would was like that. Yeah, so people for sure. from all all kinds of states, they all from all different states, they say Ron DeSantis is the best governor in the in the country right now, yep. and it's because he's doing what if Carrie Lake gets in there. I think she's done. gonna she's gonna be similar. There, like yeah, yeah, you're going to have two people that are going to be on fire, and it's not a contest between the two. It's just you're going to no. have two people really on fire. And Arizona needs Carrie Lake, especially right now. I, I like with, Carrie Lake uh, too. I've seen several things, yeah. several several uh, interviews with her, and she's she's good on camera. They say that, but it's more her principles and her boldness that I like. And so, yeah, yeah, she may she's go unafraid. far. She may she may run for president yeah. someday. So we'll see. Yeah, but, I don't think she's going to run in 2024. No, not, I don't she's yeah. going to get governor and then two yeah. years later do that. Not at all. No, yep. no, I agree. 2028, so, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But not 2024. Anyway, thank you for joining us today. So those are some of our thoughts on the um, on the election and voting and, you know, free speech. and Go out and vote. Go out and vote, and, please. And, and Twitter check marks. So uh, the, that'll yeah. be the subject title of, our, of this particular show. Diver- we, we had a diverse... Diversity in topics today, right? Yes, we're diverse. Are you are you a check blue check mark? Am I a blue check mark? I, I don't. No, I'm asking oh, the, the audience, audience. Are you a blue check mark? Yeah. Um, if not, we want you. You think celebrities and and famous people watch our podcast? <laughs> I think that if we got a celebrity or a famous person person watching our podcast, they would probably. It depends on they who would it hate is. us. Yeah, I want Elon Musk to watch our podcast, yeah, and, then and then implement and then, my blue check and then, ideas, and then tweet it. And Everybody tweet gets it. a blue check. Just he should tweet it because then we're gonna we, we would gain insurmountable numbers of people watching our videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just uh, you just prove who you are, and blue check mark. Period. That's the yep. way it should work. So. Yeah. All right. That's the way it is. Thanks for uh, yeah. thanks for joining us. Like, subscribe, and all that jazz. We appreciate it, and uh, we will see you next time with uh, whatever thoughts we have next week. Thank you. It'll be a fun one. Yeah. Good night.